if we focus and turn our attention to not the negative things that are happening, but the positive that everybody's doing, whether it's in politics, whether it's in entrepreneurship, education, whatever it may be, we can actually frame our mind to see more of the positive, which in turn creates more happiness within ourselves. And that's likely going to create more of an understanding and more of a respect factor across all people, right? There's so many different ripple effects that stem from it. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast, the member of the Education Podcast Network. Today, we have on our first repeat guest, Jake Kelfer. Uh, interviewed him a while ago, about a year ago, and things went real well. And it's one of the things I love about this podcast is uh, you form relationships and you you grow friendships. And ironically, that's what Jake's book is really about, uh, purposeful networking. And, and we get into... Um, certain methods and also just how to treat people and how to build those relationships. So uh, it, was, it was with a lot of joy that he is my first repeat um, podcast guest. And we, again, we really get into some interesting strategies, especially in my opinion, if, if you're a youngster. I think that if you're still in college or just out of college, you will have such a huge advantage if you're building a network now and one on trust and not throwing somebody a business card and saying, hey, call me there, big guy. You know, building that relationship to where you will have some people to count on and be able to mentor you. um, And we we get into some of these strategies. So for these reasons, I think it's a great podcast. If you're a parent, have your kid listen to this. If you're a teacher, you might want to pass some of these knowledgeable bits of wisdom on to your students as well. And heck, if you're a professional, these are just great tactics to take away as well. Also, at the end of the podcast, he says that he would like to share a copy. So if you leave a comment either on the podcast site or if you want to jump on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash start it up. We'll select a lucky winner and then we'll uh, have that shipped out to you. All right, let's get right to it. Jake Kelfer. All right. Joining me as a repeat guest, I'm happy because he has a new book out, Jake Kelfer. Jake, thanks for being uh, our, I, I think you're our first repeat guest. Oh, that's, that's, that's an honor. Appreciate it, Don. Happy to, uh, to be back on the show. Excited to, uh, excited to talk today. Yeah, so you got a new book out. Wanted to get into a little of that, and then uh, get into some timely um, conversations about networking and and how we might alienate our networks. But uh, let's start it off with your new book. Yeah, so my new book is called Elevate Your Network. It's all about uh, how to build extraordinary relationships in life and business. And what's really exciting for me about this book is I'm a big believer in relationships help you define success and happiness in the sense that. No matter what we do in our life, even as technology advances more, there's always going to be an element to human connection. And that element of human connection, the strength of your connection with others, whether you're a student or an educator or a family member or an executive or whoever you are, the strength of those relationships are really going to help you become a better leader, become a better person, and hopefully uh, help you achieve whatever it is that you've set out to achieve. Yeah, and we're living in a time now where networking is, uh, well, it could be as... I think it's simple, um, but I know I hear a lot of people talk and complain that it's it's so crowded, right? That everybody else is trying to get a, a nudge in or a leg up. In your book, how do you kind of go over um, you standing out and, and building that network? I mean, I think I think it's important to note that, uh, like like what you said, the the idea of networking in theory is is pretty simple. Understanding that. We need to connect with other people to advance our personal and our professional relationships. Like in order to be able to do what we want to, we have to have other people involved. Now, at the same time, the act of actually doing it is where it gets complicated because there's 
so many different communication styles, so many personalities, so many different types of people, and so many different reasons why people want to relate with somebody. So when we think about how do we stand out as a networker, as a human connector, you know, one of the first things that I always like to tell people is to understand that it's okay to be you. And this is really important because a lot of times people will stop networking before they start. They get decision paralysis. They see, oh my gosh, I can go to here. I can go to this networking event. Uh, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. So I'm just not going to do anything. So one of the first things that we have to do is to be ourselves and to go out there and actually meet people. It's something so simple, but we actually have to go do it, right? And once we start to do it, there are other ways and techniques, whether you want to use social media to expand your relationships, whether you want to use networking events, whether you want to use your friends and your family to, to help you with your connections. There's so many different ways. Um, but one of, the, one of my favorite things and one of my favorite chapters in the book is, is you never know who you're talking to until you know. And this goes down to the, the fundamental truth of treat everybody <laughs> with respect and integrity because you never know who you're talking to until you know who you're talking to. And this has happened time and time and again in my life where just because I've given someone the time of day or I've taken a call or I've reached out and they've given me time of day, we've been able to help each other build these incredible relationships that have turned into new business, that have turned into mentorships, that have turned into opportunities for each of us to add value to each other's lives. So there's so many different ways to stand, to stand out once you really get going. Um, but it all comes down to understanding who you are as a person, what you're trying to achieve, and your willingness to go out there and try, even if it's intimidating, or to go out there and try to continue to get better each day when it comes to meeting people and building your relationships. You know, I'm glad you said that because I, I had um, a couple people reach out to me. Um, it was a quote by Gary Vee, and it went something along the lines of, you know, people that are fronting, it usually ends in depression. And they're like, you know, the particular people asked me, like, I thought fake it till you make it also kind of worked. And I was like, you know, if, if the faking it is a part of you, as in like, you're not quite there yet, but you're going to be, that's not faking it. Cause I, you know, I, when, when I hear like, just be you, I totally agree because, and I think that maybe what Gary was talking about in the sense that if you're trying to be something that you're not, that's not the faking it till you making it. I, I, I'm assuming um, because I'm seeing the fake it till you make it is yeah I'm I'm not there yet but I will be um, but when but you say like you know just be yourself what are some common pitfalls people fall into when they network and they're not being themselves well I think one of the biggest things is people try to be what they think the other person wants this goes for job interviews this goes for promotions this goes for students trying to get into college wherever it may be right people will try to be the person they think the other person wants and that does a couple of things in the negative in the negative space one when you try to be someone that you're not you can't fully be you which means you can't fully be authentic you can't be fully self-aware a word that Gary Vee loves you self-awareness is when you can't be fully self-aware and you can't be fully you you're not able to achieve your your potential or to achieve what it is you set out to achieve entirely uh, authentically right which is one huge problem the second thing is sometimes you being what other people want you to be is not fun for you or not rewarding for you so let's say you go out to connect with someone and you try to be with who they want you to be and it works out great and they love you. Well, a couple months down the road in that relationship, you're going to feel something. You're going to feel something that's not right. And when you feel something that's not right, you're going to be like, wow, this really isn't me. And now you're put in a position of now what do you do? How do you change who you are to go back to who you really are in those moments? So when I think when I think about being yourself in the networking space, I think it's really important that 
no matter who you are, your, your flaws, your strengths, your weaknesses, your differences, embrace all of it. Embrace all of it and go for it because if that one person doesn't want to communicate with you, if that one person doesn't want to give you the time of day, that one person doesn't want to give you the chance, there's 7 billion other people at our fingertips that we can reach out to and communicate with and build relationships with. That's the beauty of this world. It's so big and there's so many people that want to help you that when you can just be yourself, you're going to have more fun connecting with people and you're ultimately going to have more success and happiness when you connect with those people. And I think that's something that's very important to note, uh, regardless of your age and where you're at in your life at this moment in time. Yeah, I've, I've always encouraged my students to like share their journey. And, and, and this always leads to an interesting discussion because I'm like, you know, if you share your journey with them, a lot of people have gone through these same commonalities. Because, uh, you know, my focus is obviously working with 15 to 18 year olds. And I'm like, you know, share it because they want to, you know, whoever you're looking up to and whoever you want to network with, um, like share that struggle. And they're like, well, what if I don't really have a journey? I'm like, well, there's your problem. I, I, I always tell my own kids and my students, I'm like, if your life was a book, would anybody read it? You know, if yours is chapter one, scrolled through my phone today. Chapter two, did some stuff and hung out. Chapter three, scrolled through my phone today. I mean, like, share, <laughs> share that journey. Um, and then people will want to like, oh my gosh, kid, I was once there as well. And you're right. And, and to the person that goes, no, no, thanks. Yeah, move on. I, I think sometimes, you know, too many people get hung up on going for that one person that they look up to. And if they don't get back with them, they're decimated. Like, move on, choose other people that's a better fit. Um, but along those lines, um, I, I have seen a lot of people in their pursuit of networking. They're only going for the person that they can benefit them. Mm-hmm. Why is that a mistake? And this, this is one of the very difficult questions about networking, especially from someone who's trying to advance their career, right? Because we're reaching out to someone and hope that they might be able to provide us with an opportunity, someone that can help us, which is a very common thing. And we, we all have to do it because we all have to connect with people that will help advance us to learn from them, to grow, to be, become better, right? But where the pitfall comes into play is when we make it all about what can you do for me, not what can we do for each other. And that's something that's really important. And, and someone might say, who's listening to this, well, how can I offer value to somebody who is already doing what I'm trying to do or has 30 years more of life experience than me? Well, you have to take it back a notch. What, what are you doing that, that is great? Well, one, you're asking someone to talk about themselves. People love to talk about themselves. Two, you're in a position now where you can give somebody a compliment. No matter what status somebody is, the more somebody feels loved, appreciated, complimented, the basic human desires and needs, the more likely someone's going to want to be around you, to build trust with you, to build a relationship. And also, when you are reaching out to someone, you are able to do your research beforehand to prep your questions, you are able to really understand what that meeting is all about. So in that sense, it's like, hey, you know what? I'm really excited to talk to this person, whoever that person may be. I've done my research. I think I may have someone that I can introduce them to. I have come up with great questions that they've never been asked before. Doing all of those little things actually in turn creates value to that other person, which will help the initial dialect, the initial dialogue, go off stronger and smoother and help build and foster that relationship. That's awesome advice. So like right now, all of a sudden uh, a 17 year old girl sits down and says, okay, what is the first practical step I could take right now to start building that awesome network and team? 
The first, the first thing, I mean, for, first and foremost, what she, what, what she would need to do is she would need to get clear on why she's networking and who she wants to network with. Is she networking in order to learn more about the industry she wants to go in? Is she trying to network with people that she thinks are just cool and interesting? Understanding who we want to connect with and making a networking plan will help us identify why it is we're doing it. And that'll help us also then in turn do the right research, which leads to the right questions. And when you can figure out the right questions, you can get the better answers that not only gives you more information, but that'll help you advance um, your career or your personal life to where it is you're trying to go. So let's say, for example, she was trying to interview entrepreneurs and she was really excited about being an entrepreneur. She wasn't sure though what type of entrepreneur she wanted to be, but she knew that she loves the social media entrepreneurs and she, she, she's really interested in that, right? So, the, so what I would recommend for her to do in that situation is to come up with a list of 10 to 15 entrepreneurs um, that she would really want to connect with. See if she could find all their contact information. See if she can find their Instagram handles. See if she can find their Twitter handles. Where are they most active? I would start following them on the different social media and engaging. And then I would go ahead and make my outreach, my ask of maybe doing an informational interview, maybe being a part of, a part of their team, uh, maybe complimenting or sharing their articles. Because now in this whole process, we're doing research where we're learning more about the person. She's understanding what she can do for other people by sharing content, making them feel valued. And three, she's going in for an ask, which is a simple ask, but it's an ask that'll help her understand what entrepreneurship is all about. She'll understand what the journey is all about. She'll understand what types of entrepreneurs there are and all the different roles and hats you have to wear as an entrepreneur. So that's something that I would kind of recommend is make the plan and really identify who you want to talk to and why you want to talk to them. Because then you can do the right research, which will help you go in turn to create a better conversation or a better start to the relationship. Yeah, it seems so obvious that you're deliberate with this. Because uh, I... <laughs> I Every now and then I'll go to events that aren't necessarily even marketing or networking events. Say that like, like there's been some educational conferences I went to. There was one and I won't bash it, but it was kind of funny because everybody there was an ed tech company or an ed tech startup. And I'd have, I was listening to these conversations and like, Hey, I want to show you the app that's going to change education. And the guy kind of laughs. I was like, Oh, I was kind of hoping I'd show you my app that's going to change education. They start looking nervously around the room. Then they're like, go to the next guy. I want to show you my app. Well, I'm an app developer too. And then, <laughs> and then there was like, okay, where are the teachers at? <laughs> the, the, you know, they went there to not necessarily network, but to share, you know, how can I make a sale? I also see networking sometimes, the, this networking events of like people are just speed dating of, okay, can you benefit me? Um, and it's so haphazard and, and I understand why I'm not bashing it, but like, it's so haphazard and it's so, okay, will you fit my needs? No. Will you fit my needs? No. And yet at the same time, they're not taking the time of how can I be a blessing to you? Uh, how, how can I, you know, in my limited capacity, because again, working with teenagers, they may have a limited capacity on how they can help the business, but they may have some insights. And so by deliberately, like you were saying, by deliberately researching, going after the person that you look up to, that you want to be mentored by, but you know, I hate to say playing it cool, but like not going out there like mentor me. But then, yeah, having some insights of, okay, I want to network with this person and here's what I could do for her or for him is just, uh, that's just great advice. And, and, and I'm, I, full disclosure, I think one of the, the breakthroughs I had when I was 20 years old um, I learned about this internship 
and in college that was in downtown Indy. I'm, I was, I used to live in Indianapolis. And so um, this was about 70 miles away. So I, I gave the guy a call and I said, Hey, I learned about your internship. Yeah, we're full. I was like, well, I understand that, but what you guys do sounds incredible. And they're like, well, thank you. But again, we don't have an internship. We're, 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 we're full. And I said, no, 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 no. I, I just, I want to shadow you for the day. I just, you know, I really want to see what you do. And I'm like, well, we're really busy. And then I said, look, I'll buy you lunch. And the guy paused. He's like, uh, how old are you? I said, I'm, I think I was 19 or 20. He's like, you know what? Fine. Get out here. And so I, I enjoyed that. And by the time we got to lunch, A, he says, you're not going to buy me lunch. This has been most enjoyable. And by the B, by the end of the day, he's like, you know, you want to come back and learn more. And I invested, you know, several days over the next two years in just seeing what they did. And I allowed him, like, I, I, Basically, yeah, I was working for free. And, and, and not that they sent me on big tasks, but, you know, they're like, hey, check this out the next time you're here. Fast forward to two years later, and um, I'm selling men's suits at a, <laughs> at, a, at a mall because I just graduated from college, and I get this phone call. Actually, I get an answering machine message, hashtag 1995. <laughs> um, and, and they're like, where are you? And so I call back. I'm like, what do you mean where I'm at? Like, we thought you were going to report to work. And I said, I... I didn't see any job postings at your work. And they go, well, of course we didn't post any jobs. You, you volunteered. We could hire somebody we don't know and take a risk, but we know you. We know that you're going to show up. You seem to be a nice guy. Are you going to start here or what? And I love telling that story every year to my students because I'm like showing up and being deliberate. And I, man, that's, it's all making sense to me because that advice you gave is exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. several years ago, but I, I saw a pet place that seemed to be a great fit. I was intrigued and I just volunteered my time. I didn't ask for anything. I, I invited them. I invited, you know, Bob Fryer to lunch and, uh, and poof, it just kind of worked out. I want more kids to, to be able to do that for sure. I, I, I love that story, Don. I think that's, I think that's great. And I think especially in today's age where technology is, is really advancing. I think it's more important now than ever before to, to meet people in person uh, because you get to see the whole package, right? You get, you get, you get all of the human, <laughs> you know, you get to see their body language. You got to read their nonverbal cues. You get to see what words spark them. You know, when do their shoulders lift up? When do their eyebrows raise? How do you, how do you find that interest in other people? And, you know, I think, I think it's time where we really, we really make it clear. You don't go to a networking event to pass out a hundred business cards and say, look how great I'm doing. No, like I, I think, I think those days for me, it bothers me when I see people go to a networking event and just pass out as many business cards as possible. Um, what really I think is important when we go to a networking event or when we go to an app, when we go to a place where there's vendors, partners, sponsors, educators, wh- wherever it may be, I think what's really important is we, we build a relationship with as, as many people as we can in an authentic way and let those relationships organically turn into what they want to do. Even if your objective is to, to have business or to sell business, because what we really want to do as humans is we want to connect. And what we really don't know is who might somebody else know that could then be the bigger buyer for our product or our business. And we get so caught up in this event. We invest money to go to this event. We're like, yes, we're going to this event. We're paying money. We need to network because this is where we're going to make the sales and this is where our business is going to take off or whatever it may be. In, in, in theory, though, what you should do is build the relationships with people because you never know how they're going to pay off down the road. And that's not to say just meet people so that maybe down the road they'll pay off, but it's to meet people for, for who they are and what they're offering and, and what type of people they, they are. And from there, we can evolve that relationship um, as you get to know each other, as you find more synergies, because the more you get to know someone, the more you're able to help them anyways. 
So when we think about it, the networking event is the first stop. It's that first experience. What happens after that is where the relationship really gets built. And I think this is a very valuable lesson for our young students who are, who are trying to figure it all out. And for people that have been around in the game for a long time, but are seeing technology evolve. Look, when we meet someone for the first time, that's an interaction, that's an experience, it's not a relationship. We need to meet them three, four, five times to then turn that, relation, that, turn that experience and interaction into an actual relationship. And that's where social media can come into play very beautifully. That's when in-person follow-ups are really great, such as coffee and updating your connections, buying people lunch. That's when you're really able to see relationship change and people evolve. That's true. I mean, the, the, I, I don't want to say we put up a barrier at kind of networking events, but we do kind of expect that transactional, you know, if you're the, if you're the person that people want to see, you already know that people are going to aim for you. And at the same time, if you're the everybody else trying to feed on the, in the pond, there's, there's this, yeah, it's not, it's not relational. It's transactional. It seems but you're right. If, if you allow it to be relational and you, you were deliberate about that, then advantage you. And, and I, I totally agree with your other point, just going and handing out as many business cards as possible, man, spray and pray just isn't a technique at all. So um, let me go something other uh, that I've been talking about with my students here lately. And, and, um, and it's, it's a difficult one because uh, youth are passionate, which ironically enough, actually I've seen our, our youth a lot more tempered than a lot of adults I know, but we are in some politically charged times. And for the record, I totally understand people's opinion on, um, cause I, 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 I've seen both anger on both sides. Well, actually I, I made a post that actually had a picture of Dalai Lama and it was something along the lines of smile, be happy anger will only cloud your vision. I'm like, hey, don't get angry over just politics. Well, I had people on both sides. How can't you be angry? You know, this and this and this. And on the other side, well, and everybody's angry. And my, my warning to students is I'm like, don't let politics affect a good relationship. Because like, I, don't get me wrong. I, if you want to stand for something, stand for something. But going about it in an angry name calling manner is just going to kill your network. Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this, this is a, a loaded discussion that, um, and we talked about this even before the show of, of this, this is causing relationships to, to fall apart. And this is causing people that have tight family bonds to, to break apart because of how people are voicing their opinion on social media and how people are sharing certain views. Now I'm all for people standing for a cause, believing in what they believe and supporting the people that they support. But what I'm not, really a fan of when it comes to networking and 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 this isn't even networking but it's more of just branding yourself for future networking is is to tear other people down at your expense and i think on social media we've become in a society where it's not just about voicing your opinion but it's about telling other people why they're so wrong and as young students who are trying to make their mark on the world and just get started it's very important, and not even just young students. I don't want to just say it's just young students. I think it's all people, but I think it's really important that while we may disagree with other people, it's important for us to, to validate that they're allowed to have their own opinions. And, and this can even go one step further than politics. Politics are the touchy sub subject. But if someone posts about food, like we'll take it on a very simple level. If someone posts about food and you don't agree with them, it's not your responsibility to tell them why they suck and why they're wrong and why they, sh they should agree with you. But it's okay, you know, you hear them, you can talk about the why you like your thing, 
why your food is the greatest food, right? Um, so, so I think when it comes to politics, I think when it comes to people using social media as an outlet, I think social media can be very, very powerful as a tool. It can help build your brand. It can help allow you to, to be a thought leader related to a particular political issue. But I think it's very important that we don't alienate people. And I think it's also important that on the receiving end, we don't necessarily judge people for their opinions, but we understand them. And then we figure out a way to have positive dialogue that increases conversation and intellect rather than tearing people down for the benefit of ourselves and our opinions. That's a really great point. I, <laughs> and, and it's, again, though, I, I, I love all those points, but people get so fired up about, yeah, but because I, this, and just, just from practicality standpoint, your point was when you're tearing other people down, you have probably irreparably damaged that relationship uh, or what they stand for. Because for the record, I'm about as centrist as you can find. So I find either joy or I find faults in either side of the political spectrum. That being said, I think that there's some super nice people on both sides of the aisle that I may not agree with everything. And that's fine. Um, now, the, the only thing I could find difference is that is if it like literally your identity is only going to be in politics. Okay, I guess. But even then, I, I agree with you that um, tearing other people down that toxicness, I think that people are then going to wait for you to slip up uh, and, and then tear you down in the end. So it's just, ah, I don't know. And I, and I've, and I'm to the point now where, um, and I'm going to see if you've seen the difference. Um, I've seen so much anger on most of the social media sites here lately. My, my go-to if, if I just want to avoid the negative and still, you know, look over a feed has been LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> LinkedIn has been kind of less politics and more positive. Uh, have you experienced similar? Yeah, and look, here's what here's what's really interesting about that, and this is this is a phenomenal point, and something that I think is I think is super super powerful is there's a reason why Twitter is the reason the, the the place where people are putting a lot of their opinions on, and there's a reason in LinkedIn they're not, and the reason for that is because on LinkedIn they think it's going to relate to their professional career, it's going to get them fired, it's going to get them thrown, it's going to do whatever, and people are more. Uh, worrisome about what the kind of content they're posting on LinkedIn. One, it's less populated in terms of content, but two, I think people on LinkedIn are seeing it. Hey, I'm on a professional networking site. I have to be professional on this and I'm not going to talk about these issues because of who might see it. Whereas on Twitter, because it's becoming so commonplace because everybody has access to it and we know that they're the ones using it, whether it's the president, whether it's uh, people of Senate, whether it's people of Congress, whether it's people that are on TV talking about politics, whatever it may be, that's, that's easy. You can have Twitter fingers and just go crazy, right? But on LinkedIn, you're, you're a little bit more wary. And I think that that's the reason why is because it's more of a professional site in your mind. And when you frame your mind, that's something that's, that's extraordinarily powerful. Um, and I was just reading uh, a book the other day and listening to this guy, his name Sean Acor, all about positive psychology. Oh, I love and, that guy. And, you know, one of the things that, that he says is we, if, if we watch the news, let's say if we watch the news or we constantly look at our feed, we're, we're constantly seeing the negative side of, of society. 
And in turn, that frames our worldview that there's more negative than positive in the world. When, it, when in reality, if we focus and turn our attention to not the negative things that are happening, but the positive that everybody's doing, whether it's in politics, whether it's in entrepreneurship, education, whatever it may be, we can actually frame our mind to see more of the positive, which in turn creates more happiness within ourselves. And that's likely going to create more of an understanding and more of a respect factor across all people, right? There's so many different ripple effects that stem from it. Now, we started talking about how are politics tearing people down on social media. Now we've turned it into how can we now take politics and see how can we turn that into a positive and, and put our mindset into the positive mind frame, which leads to more happiness, right? The way we look at the world, the way we look at our social media, the way we approach our lives comes down to something very, very simple. It's what are we asking of ourselves and of others? And are we really, as, as people, are we really thinking about what we're saying before we say it? Are we really thinking about how can this hurt somebody? How can this help somebody, right? And when we can identify all of those things, we can really understand who we are, which goes back to being ourselves, being self-aware. And also it goes down to helping other people, but not at the expense of hurting them. And I think that whatever we talk about today, that's something that's very important is that at the end of the day, we are all humans and we all have similar basic needs and wants, no matter what our ages, no matter what opinions we have, no matter what side of the political party we're on. And that's something that I think is super crucial to our society and understanding that we can all be here to really lift each other up. And I'm sure, I'm sure some people are like, well, Jake, it's not as easy as that. Everyone can't be happy-go-lucky all the time. Everybody can't agree with everything. That's not what I'm saying. Because I think argument is good. I think dialogue is good. I think constructive criticism is good because I think progress is something that we need and it comes through these types of situations. But I do think there's a way of doing it in a, in, in a more respectful way than at the expense of somebody else's beliefs, yes. um, but not at the expense of someone's integrity and their human worth as, as a person. No, I, I can't agree more. I, I totally agree. And yeah, <laughs> I can't, there's nothing else I could add to that because that was perfect. Uh, because this little one-upsmanship and then trying to belittle, it's just, it's, yeah, it's counterproductive. And it turns so many, I mean, you may have won a point, but you've turned so many people off with your, you know, being vindictive and everything else. It's just not worth it. Um, wrapping up. And so last podcast, we talked a little bit about background. So people are hearing us for the first time. You also kind of have a interesting uh, sports thing going on. Uh, the NBA combine thing. Uh, how's that running? That's great. So what it is, is it's called the Professional Basketball Combine. And the Professional Basketball Combine is an event I created in 2017, which helps NBA draft prospects sign their first pro contract, either with the NBA, the NBA J League, which is their minor league system, or with an overseas team. And we do that by inviting 24 players. We invite the NBA teams. We invite sponsors. We invite people, agents to come watch and, and really take part in this event to hopefully help these players sign their first contract. That's going incredibly well. We finished year two in, in May of 2018. And as we get closer to the 2019 event, you know, we're really excited to continue to expand it, um, get more people involved. And that's been such an incredible uh, experience for me to, to stay around the game of basketball, to be an entrepreneur and to build relationships across the spectrum in sports. That's awesome. Well, Jake, uh, man, I love the fact that you're giving some serious practical advice. Um, any other things we can expect from the new book? You know, I think, I think the new book kind of encompasses a lot of what we've talked about today. The new book is, is really great for people that need that extra push. 
Um, whether that's understanding, like, how do I take this global overview scope of networking and break it down into small, easier sections? Um, the book's also great for people that are looking for the next stage of their career. I think this book is, is really going to be uh, very, very powerful in the sense of understanding how to build mutually beneficial relationships. And for me, that, that's the objective of helping people find happiness within other people and the techniques that they can use to get there. Um, and I'll wrap up you know, that idea with the, the, the concept that people are people, love is love, compassion is compassion. We all need other people. We need to rely on other people. We need help from other people. We need to help other people. And if we can do more of that, we're gonna find a lot more success in our own lives and we're gonna find a lot more happiness by helping other people. I love that. No, it's so it's so practical and so needed. And again, I love the the deliberateness and the strategy of it. It's uh, going to be super useful to a lot of people. Um, uh, one last request: uh, Could we give away a book uh, to a listener? You better believe it. Of All course, right. let's do it. All right, cool. Well, in the uh, show notes on the podcast, uh, give us a comment on the show. And if you do, then we'll pick out a lucky winner and Jake will send you an autographed copy. How's that? That sounds, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. And if, and if anybody who listens to this podcast has questions, has thoughts on it or, or whatever it may be, you know, I'm always available to, to connect. Would love to chat with you. Would love to, to hear you express your opinions about whatever we talked about today. Um, you know, I think a big part of relationships is your ability to grow and your willingness to listen to other people. So if anyone wants to connect, would love to, would love to hear your thoughts, opinions. Um, and Don, so this has been a pleasure as, as always. Yeah, man, appreciate having you on and uh, continue to success with the, with the NBA Combine, continue success with the books. And um, you're one of those guys that I'm in constant contact with anyway. So we shall catch up soon. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you.